This show is about empowering men to lead a fulfilled life. Why? Because society has made men feel like they have to act and behave in a certain way and man up. I'm here to show you that there is a different way, a better way. This is why I created a platform for men to break through their limiting beliefs, improve their overall health, wealth and relationship so they can lead an empowered life. Join me every week, we're going to help you empower your own life and kick ass. Woo! Hi guys, welcome to the Big Coach Show. I'm really proud of today's episode with Sam Bird. Um, learn about his life and how he grew up without a father figure around. Fortunately, Sam lost his father at a young age um, and how he climbed, climbing Kilimanjaro with his uncle changed his life. I found out how his passion and drive he got from that journey at such a young age. Sam also has a unique situation where his mother is a qualified therapist, but that didn't hinder him or help him to create the life he wanted. To find out more about Sam's journey, and this will definitely inspire and impact your life, listen now. That's hard to find, especially, like you said, all the people around you felt that, but you don't. Mm. And that's very unique and very hard to find. It's such a unique. Yeah, because, like I said, life's too short and there's no point, like, pissing around and sort of going, like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, or, like, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Like, when, when the time's right, I'll do it. So, no. <laughs> do it. Find out. Where do you, what do you think men's role is in society? Oh, God. Wow. Um... Right. Welcome to the Big Coach Show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. So, um, before we get into that, so just tell me a little bit about yourself and yeah. your journey so far yeah. up to this point. Absolutely. So, I kind of obviously come a little bit prepared, so I've got a yeah. bit of blurb about myself. So, um, yeah, come from Milton Keynes, I'm 23 at the moment. Um, yeah, born and raised in Milton Keynes, I suppose. Oh, just, it's not many people born and raised in Milton Keynes. Yeah, I know, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's such a young... I imagine in the future it probably will happen. Yeah, But yeah, yeah at, at, at the moment, I guess. Yeah, lots of people are coming in. But, but yeah, yeah, um, I guess... Yeah, so, born and raised in Milton Keynes, yeah. middle class white boy, you know, sort of typical <laughs> suburban living life, I guess. Um, not much, like, happened pretty average, sort yeah. of age, like, things growing up, you know, angst at school, you know, all those sorts of <laughs> things, I guess. Um, my dad died when I was 13. Yeah. So, um, being an only child, obviously that was a, that was a massive blow. Mm. Um, sort of, I suppose, spiralled, I guess, for a long time. Okay. About five years whilst I was at school, because, again, you have that association with what's happened there and you know you're sort of in that rut at school you can't really get out of it mm. going to do the same things day after day yeah really sad sort of like very like almost like demoralizing depressing you know these sorts of things um went to university managed to almost fight my way out of that i suppose um took up boxing when i was at university oh, yeah. oh, cool. so that was um, a really good way to channel my aggression and sort yeah. of my just unknowingness I guess about life in regards to like what 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 am I doing here, what is the point and yeah. sorts of stuff. Um yeah, decided I wanted to change, managed to just uh, find boxing, went into a boxing gym one day, got punched in the face and liked it. <laughs> Constantly went back. Yeah. It was a weird one. Um but yeah managed to sort of like channel my aggression I suppose. Um ended up graduating university in two years. Mm. So I, I came oh, out of university okay. age twenty with a with a bachelor's what two years in that like? Um, so it's, it's, it sounds a lot cooler or like it sounds a lot mentally, yeah. it sounds a lot smarter than it is and I, I use that to my full advantage. Um, it's because essentially instead of having like a, a three, four month summer holiday, 
Okay. Essentially, I just do the work in that time period. Ah, so it's, it's a three-year course condensed into, into, yeah. into, into those two years. You didn't plan to do in three, just wanted to get it. Yeah, I think so. Was, um, I went to Buckingham as well, and it just so happened that it was really local, and um, I could do it in two years. And I, I guess I just wanted to work. Yeah. At that point, I just wanted to graft and make some money. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, I, I, I jumped straight in. I was right. like, well, this is an opportunity. It means I can be, be near my home, be near my mum, because obviously, like, it was, it was important to sort of be there for her. Yeah. So I was like, and for her to be there for me as well. I'm not going to lie, it's, it's definitely uh, mutual. And, um, yeah, just did that. Uh, did boxing. Um, Ended up having a fight, so I was dedicated to myself for like 15 months, so like cut out of drinking, um, like just, just full on like proper work. It's intense. It's really yeah. intense, like yeah, I hate running, but I did like three, three, five K runs every, yeah. every week and um, yeah, went to the gym three times a week and just absolutely grafted for it. Um, ended up having a fight, won it in the second round by, oh, by nice. referee stoppage. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty proud of it, yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, like one of the greatest feelings. Yeah, it was such a, such an amazing feeling. And then about a year later, um, actually no, I'll, I'll I'll keep everything chronological, otherwise yeah. it might confuse things. So um, around the same time, I started doing a sales job. Yeah. Um, it was just the first job I, I got out of university. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it was it was it was an interesting ish job, yeah. but it was a lot of cold calling, a lot of just rejection I suppose from people when you're yeah. trying to sell a product yeah. that's one really expensive and two none's ever heard of it's it's quite difficult yeah it taught me a lot about how people work and how to excuse me how best to like talk interact with people and, and trying if you need something from someone like how how, yeah. how best to sort of you know break down those walls I guess um it's a great skill to have yeah also. yeah so, exactly um, I think everyone should do a sales job. I think it is. It's, it's so key. Yeah. Um, it's not fun, but it's, I think it's important. Yeah, it's a great learning experience. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, did that? Uh, was pretty good at it, I suppose. Not gonna lie. Um, was also managed to build my way up. So I went. I went from literally like just like sales support or doing the business mm-hmm. development to becoming the national manager basically right. so, so running it like running after looking after all the accounts we had as well which is quite nice i really like really like looking after relationships with work with like retailers and stuff which is quite impressive um whilst i was there um basically they flew me out to berlin our head office so i worked out in berlin for a month is this what the magazine's called yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah so there's, there's, a thread, there's a thread here yeah 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 exactly yeah um so yeah i mean i love berlin as a city yeah. it was such a like a vibrant place and um, just that whole experience of going out there by myself like really taught me a lot as well because it was the first time I've been internationally just like so away from everyone and yeah. that I know and everything I guess. Um, and I, I remember the first Friday night um, like just being so alone and I like, wanted yeah. to go out and not having any travel and I was like no, I can't be doing this and something I, I need to do it so the next day I was like just you know almost terrified but like you almost have to like push past that fear, I yeah. suppose, and then you went out and then started having like meeting loads of people, making some really, really good friends over there. Um, people that I've seen subsequently, like every time they come to UK, oh, yeah. I see them or I go awesome. and visit them, which is cool. Um, yeah, but that, that was that was so much fun, um, and yeah, it was, it was like one of those, yeah, just a nice moment. But yeah, yeah, the city is such a vibrant place and so free and liberating, and it's almost like I don't care about the past. Yeah. 
with looking at the future. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's essentially like what I think to me Berlin encapsulates and I, I love that as an ideology. Do you think that's a false belief people have then in terms of what happened previously? I Obviously think World War One, two, that's what you think. I think it's a generational thing. I think it's because people that I mean, obviously, they're still alive now, but they, they did fight, so they, they, they did have that perception. Obviously, I think the Cold War, and you've, you've just got generations that experience that, and yeah. it's not what Berlin is now. So, I suppose you, it's that mindset change, I yeah. guess. Um, but, like, as that gets further and further in the past, I think I, th- I think just the mindset yeah. will change, and the youngsters, they, they didn't have to live through that. Yeah. So, they, they're going yeah. to just experience Berlin for what it is now. Yeah, I asked so, that because I've written a book called Shoe Dark. Okay. Well, uh, Phil Knight here owns Nike, and it talks about the same thing in yeah. Japan. Okay. Japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. feel the same That's way. Like yeah. you go there thinking a certain thing, but it's actually mm. similar to Berlin. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I mean, Japan is such a progressive place. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's like technology is just insane over yeah. there in Seoul as well, and Korea is just yeah, it's just crazy. It's maybe because of that they've now become what they are. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. you've got to have those like. I suppose this is just in, in life in general as well. It's like you've got to have those dark times to, mm. to, to push through and, and find the light, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, went to Berlin, had a great time. Um, also, whilst I was in the sales job, I ended up going off. So, I had, I had a boxing match, and then literally almost like a, a, a year to the day later, yeah. um, I was like summiting Kilimanjaro. Oh, wow. So yeah, which was mad. Yeah. So I think like, a couple of weeks after I had my my fight, my my uncle um, came around one day and he was like, I'm thinking about like, climbing Kilimanjaro and like on and off of like yeah. of, well, no, his brother and my dad. Um, like, w- w- what oh, do you wow. think? Is it something you want to do? And I was like, I've never climbed anywhere in my life. I've never thought about climbing. Never had yeah. any interest in it. But I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. It's like let's let's test myself. Yeah. Like let's let's see. It's like I've done this. I've I've, I've hit my goal in the boxing. Like yeah. that's cool. I could potentially go on. I could potentially like carry on doing that and just yeah. get get more wins. But I was like, you know, I'm, I'm done. That's that's almost yeah. like yeah, ticks off the list. Yeah. That's done. What now? And then yeah, it just so happened that yeah, a couple of weeks later, my uncle was like, yeah, cool. I'm going to come and film a job. I was like, that sounds like something that's worth testing okay. myself with. And. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and climb Kilimanjaro, which yeah. was like so unbelievably hard. Yeah, how does it take? So it, it can it can differ. I think like proper like mountaineers can do it in like a couple of days, three, really? four, yeah, wow. something like that. Um, we did it over five days, I think, something like that. Um, but yeah, it was it's so like, altitude. Altitude, yeah, altitude yeah, yeah, yeah. is such a crazy thing. So like, I, I didn't expect it to be as bad as it was. Yeah. But it's just so, it just wears you out. You're just so constantly exhausted. Because the thing about altitude, no one told me this, yeah. is if you're sleeping at a high altitude, you can't, or you're trying to sleep at a high altitude, you can't, because your brain doesn't have enough oxygen. Oh, so it's, it's constantly like in that threshold, that sort of like that pain point, and it can't like shut down because it's going, there's not enough oxygen, there's not enough oxygen. Yeah. So, how do people sleep then? Oh, just, just badly. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's almost like your body once you've done uh, uh, the the route for a day. I don't, yeah. I don't know how far we climbed up. Fucking eight. <laughs> Sorry, so I didn't swear. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, okay, it's fine. Okay, perfect. I saw the other day. Yeah, you're walking. You're just absolutely knackered, yeah. and then like your body almost like just shuts down for like about forty minutes sleep, yeah. and then when it's got just over that point. Of like bare minimum rest and recovery, 
then it wakes you up again and then it's in that like oxygen depletion sort of stage. Yeah. So you sleep for about 40 minutes to an hour every night. Regardless if you've been up there 10 times. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah, so gotcha. all the, all the, um, the not the Sherpas, um, but the, all, all the guides, yeah. they have the same sorts of problems okay. because your body just, you can acclimatize to a degree, yeah. but not your brain, I they think. Warrant, yes, yeah, exactly. They, they say they all have to, they, they've climbed it loads and loads of times and they say they can't right. get to sleep either, they just have the same problems. Because, yeah, it's, the body's all the same, I guess, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, so yeah, climb Kilimanjaro, that was like so tough, so, so very tough. Um, but yeah, got to the top, that was, that was a pretty, yeah. that was a pretty inspiring moment actually. I think that's probably like my most, the, the greatest moment of my life, I think oh, wow. I probably will always be the greatest moment of my life because of what it represented and the reasons why I did it and then also like the how tough it was and then yeah just getting to the top was just a release it was just an absolute release and it's like I'm not a religious guy yeah. but it was like almost as a metaphor it was like as close to my dad as I'll ever be in heaven you know those sorts of things yeah. and I was like yeah it was it was such a powerful moment and I was like this is if ever like I feel down if ever I feel like I can't do something I always remember that moment and then I, that's the thing that just drives me through to get to the next stage I can't yeah I can't I can't explain it it's, it was just yeah, it's just such a raw powerful thing it's like yeah thinking about it now I'm just yeah. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 100% yeah it's like yeah, I want to do it now but um actually I don't want to do it now <laughs> 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 something similar I'll find something else um local hill <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, climb Kilimanjaro, um, kind of, I suppose at that point I, I was like, got very philosophical yeah. as, as I would expect most people would at that point and sort of getting like, what is, what is the point I suppose, you know, you have this epiphany moment, mm. you're going, what am I actually doing, like, I'm working this sales job, I'm doing well, uh, I've got okay. these opportunities, but what, what am I doing this sales job for, money, yeah, yeah cool, like I've, I've now got used to having money, yeah. like, what what about it do I like so much and it's like yeah I have a comfortable life yeah. easy life in Wilson Kings I go out with my boys every weekend and we just go nuts yeah. great right. yeah. but, but, but yeah. there must be more to it than this and like when you have that sort of moment on top of Kilimanjaro like yeah life is yeah. life can be better you know those sorts of things and I was like you know what I'm going to try and make my life better awesome. so basically uh, everything in the sales job came to a head whereby um, they were closing down the UK office, oh, okay. um, but they, they were like, we're closing down the UK office, Sam, but we know how good you are. I was, I was thinking I was the only, there were only two people that weren't fired or made oh, redundant wow. um, from the UK office. I was one of them. And they said, we like, we absolutely love what you're doing, like the energy you had in Berlin, X, Y, Z, you know, you know, like all, all very, very nice. What we want to do is we want to move you out to Berlin permanently. Wow. So we'll give you this amount of money, we'll give you this subsidised, we'll give you like, housing, we'll do this, we'll do this for you, free flights back to the UK and everything like that. And, uh, what do you say? And they were expecting me to go turn around and go, yes. Yeah. I was like, no. It's like, why? why? It's like, yeah. you, you're 21, you can, you can, you have, like, yeah. you can yeah. have everything yeah. if you wanted. And I was like, it's just not what I want to, it's just wow. not what I want. That's hard to turn down. Yeah, it? it was. I think... Well, to a degree, I mean, I think the, the, the materialist side of it, mm. yes, because it is literally, because Berlin's twice as much fun as London, half as much financially, okay. so <laughs> it's, it's just, wait, wait. yeah, exactly, it's like we've had a, like a pretty good wage for someone in my position, 
um, and, and Asian sort of like yeah, just just in general, it would, it would have been that. But also at the same time, coming off the back of like Kilimanjaro and just wanting more from life, I was like, there there must be something. There must be something uh, that that just you know motivates me more than than the money. Did you think that at that point in time, if you were to not climb Kilimanjaro and then you had the opportunity beforehand, do you think you would have taken it and been in Berlin right now? It's always this yeah, the, it's one of these what ifs. Yeah. Um, I think if I was in Berlin, I'm I'm quite pragmatic when I come to decision making, and as much as I'd like to say like I didn't give it a second thought after yeah. I said no, the truth is I have. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm also quite um, clear with my convictions and my decision making process. It's like if I've made a decision it's not out of emotional impulse, it's because I've made the decision which is the best for me at that moment in time. Yeah. So, looking back on things, I don't regret me making decisions okay. because I've made that decision based yeah. off what I know at that time. Therefore, it, I thought it was best for me, so I'm committed to okay. it, I've committed yeah, yeah. So, okay. I almost have like quite, uh, yeah, I have quite a lot of convictions in those things. Yeah. I mean, of, of course you have regrets, but at the same time, I made that decision, so, I, I, I accept it and move on. So yeah, cool. but yeah, it would have been quite cool to live in Berlin. I'm not going to lie, it would have been mad. Yeah. But then yeah, it, I would have I would have been living for the weekends, and I was like, I just like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And once I just got used to Berlin mm-hmm. as well, I would have just gone. Well, I'm just doing the same thing in Berlin that I would have been yeah. doing in yeah. Kings, yeah. you know, all these sorts of things. Yeah. It's like cool, yeah. you know. Um, and so yeah, sort of gave that up. Um, went to. Intern for a startup, a fashion startup, Box Raw, actually wearing their shirt, representing. Um, nice plug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't need the plug anymore. Um, yeah, really nice guy, really, really great founder. Um, Ben's name is. And essentially, he um, just sort of like came from, came from Coventry, came from literally nothing, and then basically had an idea. He was like, I'm just going to graft and make this fashion brand for, for boxers. Um, but it's sort of like luxury clothing for boxers, yeah. and like unexplored market. Basically, he. he, he just like grafted his way through through uni, found found like yeah, yeah, and then built this brand from nothing, and then essentially I think it's two and a half years later, and he's got I think it must be like thirty world champions wearing his stuff. Oh, wow. He's appeared in Creed too, really? so Michael Michael B Jordan's yeah. worn his stuff. Um, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's mad. It's like yeah, as a role model and as as someone that like as a way of of doing things, yeah. like, a really impressive guy, and so like just spent a bit of time with him. And I was like, this is cool. Like, this is, this is really cool. Like, I love this whole startup vibe and energy and being able to make your own decisions and, and sort of dictating these things and, and building something, like building, I suppose, a legacy, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I was, I, was, I was very empowered by that sort of thing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I thought, like, how, I, I don't know the first thing about setting up a company, yeah. like uh, building anything, how, how do I do this? So I ended up um, going back to university and doing my masters oh, in okay. entrepreneurship and uh, management, I should probably remember that. Um, <laughs> I've got my graduation in like two weeks, okay. sorry, in like two months, sorry, it's like, yeah, I should definitely remember what class I'm in. <laughs> so yeah, mate, it's entrepreneurship, <laughs> let's just say it's yesterday's entrepreneurship, it's fine, yeah. And um, yeah, went there, met so many cool people, so many people that are just like enthusiastic about building something of of their own yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and and just you know just that whole vibe that energy, that, yeah that yeah. whole vibe and it's different yeah that, exactly. you can't pin it down it's hard to describe yeah exactly yeah. it's like there's there's that enthusiasm and then you also have that 
I suppose with just any sort of group of people, you also have like insecurities and that sort of like self doubt, like, oh, what if I can't do it? Like, yeah. oh no. And that was like quite a common theme in um, the university. And I was like, again, like I said, I'm quite clear with my convictions. I don't have a lot of self doubt. If my if I made a decision to go to university and build my own company, I'm going to build my own company yeah. at some point. So, like, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. So that that's it. I don't have that like fear, I guess, of of, of not doing something or, or or doing something and not being able to do it. So yeah. I'd rather try than not try. You know that sort of shit. Where do you think that's come from, man? I don't know. That's hard to find, especially I said, yeah. Like you said, all the people around you felt that, but you don't, mm. and that's very unique and very hard to find. It's such a yeah. Image, I, I, I don't know. Is um, maybe maybe because my mum, I suppose, is quite. Yeah. She she reflects a lot about things. She's definitely not pragmatic. She overthinks things, and she she goes like, oh, like what if this happens? And she goes, and she she theorizes about all these different sorts of scenarios. And maybe I've just been the complete, I don't know, I guess just by looking at that going, I, I don't know. And then maybe with just the whole Kilimanjaro and sort of, this is what I want, yeah. therefore life is too short. Screw it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite risk adverse in the sense yeah. that I will, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just go for it. If, if I want something, I'll go for it. Like, I, I don't actually know the, the root of it. Right. Maybe, maybe like now when we're talking about it, and I'm yeah. thinking about it. Maybe I'll be able to come up with a better answer. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but well, um, bottle it and sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you could, that'd be amazing. Um, I can't remember what we're talking about. Sorry, so, um, oh, startups. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, yeah, I was there and I was thinking, oh, this is cool. Um, at the same time. Um, one of my friends from another project, so I, I, I did some work for someone else freelance um, a while back, someone I worked with called Vish, yeah. he reached out to me and was like, oh, I've got this, um, this this new startup I'm coming up with, it's called Cheap Flights Club. Basically, um, it sends our customers email alerts just like a second or two after like this deal becomes available and it's like the cheapest flights to, to European cities, or like you want to go to South America, like we can email, like notify you if there's any like ridiculously cheap deals that like yeah. go under the radar. Because yeah. obviously the airlines don't. Every time someone says that, I know. I'm like, why has no thought that before? Yeah. It's so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, I think there are two companies in that market space. Um, basically, they just sort of did it manually, or they. Um, it, it just wasn't a particularly good system. It's like it was either like you got spammed by the emails, yeah. or um, you couldn't customize. Basically, our, our niche of the way we try to differentiate or suppose, of just evolve in the marketplace yeah. was to, one, get them automatic, so yeah. we didn't have to manually search for these deals. Um, and then two, was also to have it customised. So people go, I want to, not necessarily like a specific country. Yeah. But like, I'm looking for cheap flights to, for like European weekend breaks, yeah. or I'm looking for cheap flights to uh, South America in, in the summer, yeah. I don't know. And basically, you can yeah. you, you pick well, yeah you, you can filter out yeah, yeah. you can filter out the ones that are particularly relevant to you. So not particularly like groundbreaking thing, yeah. but just the next step. Yeah. And we got to that point. Unfortunately, we ran out of money, so we couldn't do anything with it. But we got to beta testing. We had like um, you know, beta customers, and people yeah. actually buying through our platforms. It was insane. It was just right. like it was mad. Also, the first experience I've had, we had, we had four interns. So it was the first experience I had of like managing people. Yeah. Which is so difficult. I'd say, yeah. yeah. Again, at that point, I was still quite like, oh, I'm doing this. So I don't, like, not like, don't care about other people. Yeah. But like, this is my mindset. You should adhere to my mindset. Yeah. And it was all very like selfish, I suppose. And sort of working with these interns, I was like, this, they they just don't think the same as me. 
and I was like, luckily I managed to rein it in before I like upset anyone or, or like caused any issues. But I was like, why are they not thinking the same as me? I was like, oh, because they're, they're different. They're, they're different, so think about that when you're talking to them. And it, was, yeah. it ends up being quite a nice process of sort of like self-reflection and understanding other people, I guess. Yeah. I've, I've worked in teams before, but I'd never right. thought about yeah. thought about it again. Yeah. Working in sales is very much a hunter sort of thing. Yeah. It's like you you catch what you kill and or you keep what you kill whatever the phrase is and um yeah you, you almost you are rewarded for that yeah. with commission so it's it's that kind of philosophy um yeah so we ran out of money and then just before christmas in in 2017 so yeah 2017 to january 2018 yeah. um i came up with the berlin club and you were doing this uh, a yeah. second ago yeah, so the Berlin Club, so we're talking about the, the um, yeah, so Berlin, the sort of creative thinking, the free-flowing, yeah. the sort of like stories told, and then like almost empowering people coming through to sort of, you know, take, take that, you know, have that mental fortitude. Yeah. Um, so I, I started creating posts on, on Instagram, just seeing what the market yeah. appeal was. Yeah, I managed to find it, thank God. <laughs> um, and I was like, if we can get a thousand followers by the time I finish university, which was in six months, then maybe I'll do something yeah. with it. We ended up getting a thousand followers within six weeks. Wow! Just organic. That was just. Jeez. There was no. Way. You, when was this? What time frame? This that? was January, February, twenty eighteen. So okay, cool. not this that is, long ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. like this time last year. So. So what were you doing differently to make it? Because some people struggle with that. I was just engaging yeah. in other people's content, I suppose. Uh, um, it was. On you, you, and yeah. Yeah. Content. Exactly. So it wasn't like buying anything. Or I wasn't trying to. But like overstay my welcome. It was just the case yeah. of it was just a grind. It wasn't. Yeah. It's not a difficult thing. It's just persistent. Oh, yeah. It just. Yeah. It just. Fortunately, I was at university. I I've had work time, but I also had a lot of other time. Yeah. So I was like, I can just develop this as and when I want to. Um, but yeah, we managed to get yeah, we managed to get a thousand followers um, really quickly. Um, so I was like, well, well people want this. So <laughs> well, people buy. Well, people are buying into the the message yeah. at least. So I thought that's that's interesting. People people like this 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 philosophy. Mm -hmm. So let's let's distill that instead of let's not go down the shirt route because I did the investigations into that. It's really yeah. expensive and yeah. it's it's just margins are yeah margins and then also like you've got to take into consideration these other things. I mean, the shirts I was sourcing were they were um, completely like supply chain uh, and carbon neutral and ethical and everything. They were like. 50% bamboo, 50% like organic cotton, so they're oh, wow. so comfortable. Yeah. They're, and this is like a plug, I, I don't know why I need to plug them anymore, it's but like, it's right. cool. But I, I was really proud about this. They actually get more comfortable the, the more times you wash them, the really? more you wear them. Because the bamboo viscous also sort of breaks oh, down, yeah. so it makes it softer. That's crazy. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. <laughs> that, I was like, pretty, organic cotton. Yeah, 50%, it was 50, yeah, bamboo viscous organic cotton. I, I think that was the breakdown. It could be 70, 30. Oh yeah, well, yeah, but it was. It was. It was, it was, it was it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like the compound of it. Yeah, it was. It was so good. Um, but then you also like so I had to find those individual yeah. shirts. Um, then I had to find like the the stitching, um, the labels. You had to make all of those. Then you had to do the packaging. Like all just the whole yeah. process around that is just is just delivery logistics wise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically, your entire profit margin goes when you sort of have to deliver internationally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like oh, no thanks. Um, so I was like, well, let's let's do something that's free, mm. something that it adds value, but doesn't really cost me anything apart from time or other people time. So let's focus on the message that we're trying to present, which is giving people that fortitude to believe in 
doing their dreams to follow their passions. So we basically came up with the idea of just writing articles and sort of telling telling stories of up and coming and existing talents. Um, so we've gone out over the last month. We started in February this year um, doing interviews. Yeah. We so we've got um, a couple of, of bands. One of them is like. Uh, Meant to be one of the next like alt J, like highly rated. I think yeah. they've, they've won an award as like Europe's most up and coming like unsigned act or something. Yeah. Um, we went to um, interview Black Saint as well, so uh, Grammy nominated artists. Um, that was mad as well because we had like so we went from one week we went from Rumours who were like these unsigned bands to Black Saint who were like on Warner Music's label. Oh, so we were in, we were interviewing these guys, but then we also had. Warner Music in the room, and then we also had um, their PR team in the room. So it was like going from just like meeting these guys casually yeah. in a pub to like this full thing in this like wow. music studio. It was mad. It was like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like okay, cool. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, this is my second interview. What's going on? <laughs> like this, this is all gone a bit yeah, turbo. And um, I mean, it was a great experience. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun. And the guys were really nice and. Both, well, everyone we've interviewed has just been so yeah. honest and so easy to get on with because, like, would you say what I'm doing yeah. now? Yeah. You're telling your story, yeah. they want yeah. to tell your story, of course, who doesn't? Um, so yeah, we did that. Then we, we, we interviewed um, Natalie Johns, who's this this film director in South Africa. Um, yeah, she, she was such a cool person. But we've, we've done the first batch of interviews now. We're now going to um, push on, we're probably going to get about another three, four, five interviews, right. batch them all together, hopefully have some either like creative theme, I suppose as a yeah. thread, um, and then hopefully launch in June. Cool. So um, oh yeah, there's a lot of social media development and audience yeah. engagement and a lot of, need to, need to do that whole 1,000 in six weeks sort of thing again. Yeah. Probably need to like absolutely smash that, but that's the plan. Um, so that's the Berlin Club. Yeah. So, as I said, it's a social enterprise, it's not making me any money yeah. whatsoever. So, come. yeah, exactly. I, I think it it'll come. The plan is to merchandise it in the not too this, well, probably in a couple of years once we've got enough traction. Once it's become something of value and people yeah. realise I'm not trying to make money from it, yeah. as the primary, the primary function is for people to, to take conviction from it, I yeah. guess. Once people realise that, then I can start merchandising or I can. Um, yeah, just, just develop it however yeah, I yeah, want, I suppose. Yeah. I really cool Opportunities will come as you go along. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I, I know that the message is strong and we've got a good value proposition. Once we release our MVP, um, people, it's a lot easier to describe to people. Because at the moment, it's an idea in my head. Yeah. You can use yeah. it in words. But once it's, like, once it's visual, yeah. once people can see it and see what we're trying to say and what other people are trying to say and the purpose, then it almost quantifies it, and then that's that's even easier to get your foot in the door because yeah. people go, oh, well, you're just going to make this, but for us, it's okay, like, yeah, people go, I get this, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is describing it for twenty minutes, mm. every single person you meet, and they go, like, what? Like, <laughs> what, what do you do actually? And it's like I'm just going to interview you, <laughs> <laughs> just just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah just, just, you're going to get some press coverage, man. Yeah. It's fine, just just accept. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm not doing that as the day job. So I currently. From Monday, nine thirty to five thirty, yeah. different slightly office with like different office hours. I work for a company called Elmarks, and they um, run accelerator programs essentially yeah. for big clients. So the likes of like BMW or Lloyd's, or um, I was working with British Airways um, in December. Um, basically, they come to us with a range of problems that they have within their organisation. They go. 
can you find some startups that will be able to help us out? We go off, we find all these startups, um, they then get shortlisted down into a group of like maybe six or ten. They could then come into the program, and then essentially it's my company's job to just make sure that both parties get the most out yeah. of this relationship. Um, and then once that's done, essentially it comes over to my part of the business. So you've got the, the accelerator program, yeah. and then you've also got um, the investment side of things. So I work as an investment associate. Um, we were a team of two, very small. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's my job to look at the startups coming through these programs okay. and decide if we want to invest money into them personally, I guess. Um, which is quite a, an interesting thing. So you yeah. see all these companies, you see the, the, the progression through the labs. You don't have to... Because like, looking after these companies is really intense. I have done that in the past with the British Airways program specifically as well. That was really, really intense. But um, the investment side of things, you're literally like just almost at arm's length, yeah, and okay. it's, and you're sort of like looking at these companies. You're looking at the team. You're looking at what they've done, objective and then yeah, you're looking yeah. objectively. Then you then you, you do have a subjective yeah. side of the team, and then like your, your own opinions. Yeah, and then you can. It's essentially it's my job to convince my boss, and then yeah. then his boss. It's only a two step process, which is quite cool for the organisation, the position I am. Um, yeah, basically it's, it's my job to convince them this is a company that we want to invest in. Okay. And then um, we, we invest in them, basically, yeah. is the process. And then we have a portfolio, so at the moment we have 40 companies we've invested right. in. And my duty is to essentially look after those companies, making sure that if they want another round of funding, that we have a network available that we can tap into to basically mm -hmm. go, these guys are looking for half a million, two million, whatever okay. amount is. Um, we know you're a perfect VC, let's introduce you to guys, or we have some people that have set up a startup, um, and they're just really inexperienced, they don't know what they're doing, it's a one-man band, the, 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 the application is great, but they just don't know how to, you know, either look for funding, or um, they, they, they just don't understand all parts of business, because one person can't. Yeah, be, be a team. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we've got to sort of help them out as well. So it's a really, really fascinating job because all we're doing is um, like just, just helping startups grow, yeah. which I think right. like yeah. which is which is essentially yeah. what the Berlin Club is. Yeah. is. It's all I'm doing is basically helping your people achieve their aspirations. So it's, right. it's great. I just get to sit there and just chat to very cool people or very rich people yeah. and just be like, "What's your story? How did you do this? Yeah. What did you do?" And then just make decisions as well. I mean, sometimes it, it really does suck because you have to be like, yeah, we're not going to invest money in you, mm -hmm. which is you know a shame. But it's, again, it's the decision that I've made or yeah. something. So you have to be quite clear in your convictions yeah. with it. And you just like the, the best form of kindness, I suppose, in that sense, is just brutal honesty mm -hmm. as well. It's like yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. not good enough. So. It's yeah. like it's, it is what it is. Because that rise or fall with that information. Yes, exactly. Just yeah. as they are. I they... think so. I think if everyone was just too too polite all the time, nothing would ever get done. Yeah. Just like almost just cut through the bullshit. It's like we didn't invest with you. Not not I suppose not because you weren't good enough. It's like but this is our criteria. Yeah. We don't align. Therefore, yeah. we're not going to invest yeah. in you. Those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, I've been doing that for the last God eight months now. I think so. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's a little bit about me. <laughs> Literally, it's lasted for about 40 minutes. But, fine, yeah. not fine. Okay, cool. All right, so I've got a set of questions here. I'll run through them. Try and keep it as I can, but it might divert out. Of course, I expect nothing less. Yeah. <laughs> it's a conversation. Okay, cool. So, 
Where do you, what do you think men's role is in society? Oh God, wow. Um, I don't know, I suppose through the, and this might be quite an archaic thing, but just to look after, look after the people you care about. Okay. So I wouldn't right. necessarily, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say like, I'll be the breadwinner of the house, you know, that sort of thing. I don't, I don't believe that in the slightest. But I think it's a, it's a man's job to look after the people they care about. So like protect your family and to protect their interests and then also be happy as well, I yeah. guess. But I think it's, I don't think you should sacrifice your own happiness for someone else's. Okay. I've done that before, it sucks. It's just demoralising and draining. It's, it, and at the end of the day you're unhappy so they're going to be unhappy. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that it's, yeah, so I think providing is, is probably the thing that I, I get a lot of satisfaction yeah. out of, is being able to provide for the people I care about yeah. or, or being there for the people I care about. Um, and, and then, yeah, just, just yeah, that, that inspires my own self-esteem and that's how I get satisfaction and happiness. So I, I think yeah. it all kind of links together. But I suppose that is, that is how, I, how I look at it, I guess. Okay. So that's your view on what a man should be like. What do you think? other people's views are? What do you think people are? I don't know, honestly, I'm... Do you have a general consensus around you of people you see in it all? I, I don't know, I haven't really thought of that, I guess, about other people's perceptions of men. Um, <laughs> I know what women think about men, but... Um, <laughs> That's a show for another day. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know, I suppose, with, with men actually, I suppose in, in modern society, and maybe this is getting a bit too philosophical, but I saw the old fashioned side of things. Yeah. Is there's this perception of you have to be like this big like man, like rugged, you know, the whole like James Bond sort of thing, yeah. like suave, sophisticated, cool. And you're not allowed to, to share your feelings, you're not allowed to show them, I suppose. Or like if you're showing feelings, you're weak. Yeah. And there's almost a stigma associated with it. I think that now I've sort of looked at this before like mental health and obviously yeah. my mum's a counsellor, so yeah. I've I've had lots of discussions around it. I think the stigma is starting to diminish. Yeah. But I think also at the same time, it's very difficult for, especially for someone my age, mm. to um, say, like, I'm, I'm scared, I'm insecure yeah. about this, I'm, I'm this, I'm this, because as soon as you say that, everyone else goes, <gasps> and it's not because they think, oh, he's, he's insecure, it's like, oh, like, shit, like, if he's insecure, it might mean that I'm going to bring out my insecurities and present yeah. it to them. So there's almost like this defence mechanism around it. Um, and you still think that's currently people, because that was a... And a ten-year gap between us. Mm. I feel the same as what you just said, and that's still the case. You think at, at your. Age I mean, I suppose. Your peers. Again, mind. yeah. I suppose the thing is, I was like, I don't really have. A, a, I'm your 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 yeah. own opinion, so I don't. Yeah. I, I can't say like I'm going to feel like this at this yeah. at this point. It's like I can only really reflect. No, no, yeah. Yeah, as you feel, because I know how I feel about it. Yeah, I was feeling it is. I think yeah. I think it's it's really sad to, to like that this, this is like a man should like not have feelings almost and I, I don't I don't like that and I think I, I used to so like when when my dad died I basically just almost shut down from the world and just became numb to feelings yeah. to mine and to everyone else's and it almost like it just it just wears you down I yeah. suppose because you don't have that compassion you don't have that that honesty I suppose because yeah. all you've done is you just put up walls and basically you're just saying to everyone else don't touch me mm. It's like, it's only been the last, I suppose, when I went to university, which is kind of where it started happening, um, that you sort of realise, like, oh, it's actually okay for me to be who I want to be, and like, to sort of break down these walls and to just be like, 
I don't care if you're insecure, yeah. like I'm just going yeah. to be me yeah. and I'm just going to be happy because I've been sad for a long time. I want to be happy. I'm going to be happy and I don't really, it's not I don't care about your feelings, it's just I, I'm going to do me yeah. and yeah. that's okay. It's almost like just accepting that and I think with, I think especially in men, actually, no, I, think, I think it's actually it's just across the board, it's very difficult to sort of have that self-love, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did that answer the question? I don't no, know. no, no, great, no, <laughs> yeah. perfect. Um, so, how do you break through your limited beliefs uh, to achieve your goals? Yes, um, so I suppose, like I said before, I'm just very, if I want something, I'll go out and get it, or yeah. I'll at least, I think the fear for me is that I'm, I'm more scared of not asking or not doing something okay. than actually the fear of doing something. Ah, okay. So, okay. like, right. I, 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 yeah, the, the not knowing thing for me is like, I just, that, I, I've, I, I can't do that. Yeah. Like I'd rather do something and it failed than not do something and go, oh, but what if I did this? I could have right. achieved my dreams, I could have done this, but I could be here. And it's like, I'd rather just try. Like I said, I'm quite risk averse in the sense that I will, I will do something. Or like, if, if I think that this is a way of achieving my goals, then that is what I, that is almost like what I must do. Yeah. Because like I said, life's too short and there's no point like pissing around and sort of going like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or yeah. like, I'll, 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 I'll think about it. Like when, when the time's right, I'll do it. It's like, no, there's no time. <laughs> do it, find out. Because there's not going to be a perfect time. There's not going to be a perfect time for someone else. It's like, you're never going to have that aligned. So just do it, I think is, is my, philosophy on, yeah. on it I suppose yeah cool. awesome and then what is your biggest challenge right now oh time management so yeah. like with with a full-time job and then trying to um, start up a company yeah. as well it's, it's very difficult to to, to to do like to have two jobs it's, yeah. it's, it's mad and then also you that whole work-life balance as well I don't want to stress myself out so I go out with my friends and yeah. do this Fortunately, with the Berlin Club, I'm doing it with, with two of my really good friends, so it's 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 like awesome. almost one and the same. We have the same philosophy, but it's also good to just like just have a drink after work or, or something like that, just sort of unwind and um, like take. So I stopped boxing for a while. I'm now trying to take it up again. Yeah. Like trying to fit all of this yeah. into a day yeah. is just like it's so difficult. So I'm I'm at the moment I'm trying to figure out. What, what I want from life, what yeah. do I get value from? Yeah. And then basically... Prioritise them. Prioritise them as, as a result, I yeah. guess. So it's just a case of figuring out what I want, mm. yeah. And then, because I know what makes me happy, yeah. but then I can't dedicate my entire life to making me happy because I'd be poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that made me sound so materialistic. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to support the people I cared about. Yeah. Let's say it that way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the the, the material things to be able to, to give to, to, to provide for people. Yeah. So and that would make me sad. Yeah. So it's like you've got to have that balance, I guess. Um, God, I can't believe I said Paul. That makes me sound so bad. Um, it's recorded as well. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's those material. Yeah, it's 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 just having that balance. I think is is the difficult thing, but. I'm not too, it's a challenge, but I'm not worried about it because I know I'll figure it out. Okay. Like I said, I'm, like, I've got enough self-belief to go, yes, this is the, the obstacle I'm facing, mm. but 
in however long, in one day, I have to think about it. Like tonight, I can think about it in six months or whatever. Yeah. It's not going to be. It's going, they're going to have a solution. So, you, if you look at it from the other side, it's yeah. like things will. I'm going to make my life better. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So push towards that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You're a very strong belief system. Yeah. yeah. So I'm quite. Yeah, so eth- internally, yes, I'm very ethical. It's like, I, I don't like people cheating the system, I suppose. I, I believe that you get what you, you... With life, it's like the amount of work you put in, you're entitled to get yeah. that the rewards back. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate the idea that people cheat the system or, or things like that. I think that... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know how else to describe it, apart from what you just said there. It's like, yeah, I've got a quite a strong belief system yeah. in the sense that, like... If I want something, I'll go out and do it. But then also, like it, you have to, you have to look after people as well. You have to be there for other people. Mm. So I think that it's there's almost like a quid pro quo. It's like if you're there for people, they'll be there for you. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. You're a team of people. Hundred yeah. percent. Cool. All right. So, uh, what do you think most men struggle with when it comes to building a better body? Oh, change direction. Wow. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I'm definitely not the best representative <laughs> at the moment. Um, I suppose when I was when I was doing boxing, I was like, I was like quite fit and quite lean and everything. So I suppose I can talk about that. Um, for me, it was diet. Yeah. I think I think having the the diet was was such a under. I didn't appreciate how yeah. important it was. Um, I think. Everyone wants to be fit, so everyone can go to the gym, I guess. Yeah. And everyone can like pick up weights, or everyone can do this, everyone can do that, or uh, running, or whatever. I don't know. Mm. But like, I think I think the the diet is is such. It takes up to a lot of time as well, and you yeah. have to really consider things. Mm. For me, that was the hardest thing was was watching what I put into my body, mm. um, and I suppose I, 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 yeah, I was kind of lucky in the position that I I could like buy nice things mm. to put in my body. I could have bought organically so I could I could have mm. just yeah. very fortunately just be able to afford to, to be able to consider those things, yeah. I guess. Whereas some people just that's that's not a choice. So it, that was that was quite nice. But yeah, that was that was the toughest thing, just sort of getting my head around that mm. and then the funny thing was once I had my fight, it was like it was all just went out the window. Yeah. Because like I said, when I have a goal, I will do everything I can to make sure that yeah. that goal is achieved. Excuse me. Once I'd achieved that goal, I was like, well, I don't need this anymore. I don't yeah. need the diet. I don't need to go for my runs. I don't need to do this. So, next challenge. And like, oh, the next challenge is Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Yes, I suppose like dietary and being fit is there's there's a degree of it, yeah. but I don't need to be so yeah like you can get a bike the again. Inch. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like to get ready for Kilimanjaro, you go for walks and you build up your stamina. Well, I've got stamina from running, so mm. cool. Like yeah, but. Yeah, the diet thing wasn't wasn't yeah. much of it wasn't much of an issue, so that went straight out the window. And I think it's just that consistency, and I think it's having that goal, and because it's almost secondary, I suppose, is is the dietary things. Like you don't see the immediate benefits, yeah. but you have to do it to get to what you want, I suppose. So it's it's, it's having that almost like reinforcement in your mind mm. that this may be a, a, a secondary or tertiary thing, but it will ultimately like. There's, it's not a consistent for it, I think, it's yeah. almost on the side. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. Right. Yeah. And then, so why do you want to start the boxing up again then? What's made you think, right, I need to get so, back in yeah, um, yeah, that's a good point, I suppose. It's, it's such a great way of channeling 
um, aggression. Like I said, when, when my dad died, I was just so angry with the world and so confused. And it was just like, I, I didn't know what to do. And then, like I said, I stumbled into this gym and it's, it's such a, it was such a refreshing thing because you would literally just have someone pummeling into you. I remember this for the first two months, someone like just literally just trying to take your head off. And there was just something in my mind that I was just like, you're like getting hit, I'm just yeah. not gonna get you back. Or like yeah. this, like, it was just, it was such a strange thing. It's like, I'm, I'm going to get better at this. And yeah. it's like, I, I suppose it's almost, almost like primal instincts. It's like that fight or flight yeah. thing. And it, I guess it just turns out that I, I, I like a fight. Yeah. Like, I, I like to struggle to achieve something. Like, do you think that's a man thing, if you like? Whereas like... No, not really. So, no, I'm, I used to think that. And yeah. I used to think, oh, a man should be macho yeah. and like fighting, that's like, whatever. But not really. I mean, really. as in primitive, as in that's an instinct yeah, to I mean, do that. Potentially, yeah, yeah I, I suppose so. I mean, again, to a degree, like a man has to look after his yeah. family. That's my philosophy. Yeah. So, being knowing how to... Like look after yourself yeah. in a fight. Yeah. If you're protecting someone else, yeah. yes, yeah. I, I think that's a good thing. So like, there are lots of different things that come off the back of it. Mm. But I think the, the the sport in itself isn't a particularly like macho thing. Like, I've seen like very macho guys like that come in thinking the macho just get absolutely destroyed, yeah. on, like wailed on by like yeah. the, the yeah. skinny yeah. guy that they thought yeah. that they're nothing was on. So it's yeah. like it's it's just a very humbling thing. Mm. But it also it focuses you to. Because it, I suppose it's almost like a metaphor for life yeah. as well. It's like you, you get shit, you just take shit and you just have to carry on going through it to achieve what you want. Yeah. So it was, it, I suppose boxing was almost like the, the point for me to, to like change my philosophy on life. Because mm. I was just expecting to go through like, you know, sort of work for a big corporate, work up that corporate yeah, 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 yeah. sort of life. That's, that's, that's what I was expecting from, from it until I sort of, you know, decided I wanted to change it up. Um, and I suppose it's, it's such a, it was such a refreshing thing for me because it's like I'm getting hurt, but it's like I don't care about getting hurt. It's like because I want to do this, because I want to fight, because I, want, because I believe in myself. Mm. So it's, it's such a nice way of... And it reinforce that belief system. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think it was almost, it's probably actually the core of the yeah. belief system. And then I think the philosophy I have now is just built off the back of it, I think. Do you think that's because fitness is a crucial part and do you think having that yeah. belief in like I can do something through fitness as an expression to then yeah. empower other areas of life I think that's so yeah no fair thing. enough yeah and I get yeah. that I mean I think boxing is, is a self-expression for me as well because I've yeah, I've got other ways so like I love graphic design I, yeah. love, I love designing things on digital platforms and being able to use metaphors and things and use your mind but then also it's weird, it's like graphic designer boxer. It's, it's such a dichotomy, yeah. I guess. But like, yeah, boxing is also a, a, a metaphor for me as well because, you know, like, I don't know like, if you, how much you watch boxing or anything like that, but you, you always have like a different style or like everyone has like different techniques and stuff. And it's only when you, you fight someone else or, or you, you look at it in more detail, you realise that their style of fighting is a representation of who they are as a person. So like I said, I'm very risk adverse. I always take risks. So I always have my hands down. And yeah. I always like almost like not taunt that people. I'm not trying to taunt. Yeah, seriously, it literally is. Yeah, that's that's generally yeah. how I fight. Um, and I've I've got long arms as well, so it's like, it's like that balance of like who you are, like that body, and then yeah. also who who you are in your head. It's, yeah. it's like trying to find that right balance. But yeah, I literally fight like this. Yeah. I, I do that. Yeah, literally hands down. Now I'm almost like Can we get to, yeah, literally like, almost taunt people. Yeah. And it's not because I'm going like ah, I'm better than you. It's because I'm fighting 
my own head because yeah. it's it's almost like proving to myself that I'm good enough not to yeah. anyone else yeah. it was so good like my first fight so I was really short notice actually I think I was told three days before the fight that I was fighting mm-hmm. um, which, is, which is not typically the case really, like quite yeah. a fair bit of notice they were like oh we've got a fight on Monday do you want to come I was like uh, fine yeah cool um, didn't tell any of my friends it's like it, because it was like it was it was a big big room and like yeah they could have turned up if they wanted to. It wasn't because I mean, you go into a you go into a fight you're you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Like and like I said like I've got that mental fortitude. There was no doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to win. Yeah. Um, but I was like I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing it for anyone else. Mm-hmm. It's like yes it would be great when I win to have you there and celebrating right. with me. Cool. But also at the same time it doesn't bother me because I'm not doing it for anyone else's approval I'm doing it because I want to believe in myself and this is the goal I've set for me to believe in myself yeah, yeah. therefore I want to achieve it. do it by myself this is how I'm going to achieve it yeah like I said won it in the second round and I was like cool but I, I, literally there was nothing in my mind that I was like oh I wish I was sharing this moment with someone yeah. it, was, it was just like it's for you yeah this, yeah. Is, this is my proud moment and I'm going to be proud by myself because I've worked for this and I've achieved it by myself so yeah. So, how do you nourish your body at the moment? Then? So how do I nourish your body in terms of food? Badly, yeah. I'm so bad. Yeah. So like I said, time management is like really difficult for me. Okay. And I always like, like I said, I like to unwind. So I always meet friends after work or go out for for like a, a pint with like my work colleagues. So I get back quite late. Yeah. And like, I try not to do work at home as well because okay. I like the idea of home being somewhere where you just relax and detox. Mm. So I, I tend to work from my office, so whether I'm doing the Berlin Club or working for Marks, once, like, yeah, I, I like to have it separate, or I like to do it in a working place, which oh, so means that... They let you carry on working there. Yeah, I mean, oh, they're happy. Once I finished at 5.30, they're, they're like, cool. Oh, cool. That's yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, as long as I'm doing, if, if I need to do work for them, I need to do work for my company, yeah. of course, but, like, it's fine. And it's like, yeah. It's but, yeah, yeah, no, they're quite good with that. Um, so basically that means I catch the train at about like 7 or 8 every night from King's Cross to, to Milton Keynes. Mm. So that means I don't carry home until about yeah, 8 or 9 or something. So it's, it's then you've got to make like good, like if you're making good food it's just like you don't have the energy. So I've been eating a lot of like ready meals and stuff. So yeah, particularly so what yeah, nourishment coming into me at the moment, like pretty poor. Um, what I'm trying to do, like I said, I'm trying to get back into boxing so it's a lot of like, a lot more like fresh stuff now so yeah. it's just a case of preparing those things or like I'm, I'm also actually to be fair to me at work the last few weeks I've been like going out and eating like salads and like smaller things with like yeah pasta meals rather than than anything that's like a ready meal or anything that's just like you know shit I guess mm. um, but yeah I'm quite bad with, with the, the whole balance and the consistency of everything at the moment but it's, it's, it's definitely something I am trying to get better at yeah, Cool. it's just a case of it's yeah, it wasn't on my priority list, mm. but now it's starting. Now it's slowly creeping up, so now it will be something I'm going to consider. But yeah, it's going to take a bit of time to get back into it properly. Cool. Yeah, awesome. And then, um, what was your favourite sneaky treat? Oh God, um, Pringles. I freak up Pringles on. What's your path? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I could absolutely. Could, I could just smash a, a tube yeah. of Pringles anytime, any place, anywhere. Yeah, honestly, it's 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 uh, <laughs> it's quite bad. <laughs> it's quite bad. I've got Pringles in the bed. <laughs> yeah. 
wake up and just be like, yeah, just be like, what's this like powder? Like, oh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, Pringles, 100% Pringles. Yeah. Right. Cool, fair enough. And then, um, in your view, are men, what's your, so what is your view on men being open and vulnerable? Because you kind of tapped a little bit into yeah, it. Yeah, I think, so, I mean, and, like, and how do you feel about being open and vulnerable? Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so, like I said, I used to be quite numb to everyone, yeah. I guess. I used to be like, I, I still had this ethical principle. I did, used to still care about everyone. I just wasn't very good at presenting it. Yeah. I was also like, I also tried to be like you know, like I'm a man. I'm to provide for people. Therefore, like this is my way. You know, that's also a very direct approach, which I, I still am. But I've I've made myself more vulnerable. But I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, I think that men being vulnerable is not a bad thing. Like I said, we were talking about the stigma earlier. Yeah. I think there 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 is a stigma. But that's only that stigma is presented, or people think that about people that they their own their it's their own insecurities, like yeah. I said. So if people think, oh, if a man's being vulnerable, he's he's obviously not he's less of a man. It's it's not them saying that to you. It's them saying it to themselves yeah. because they're too scared to to tap into that vulnerability. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. So I kind of again, like I said, mum being a counsellor, like you kind of learn those sorts mm. of things. And I was like, I care about people but I'm not very good at expressing it yeah. and it's like people will express their vulnerabilities to you if you're vulnerable with them yeah if, if that's what you want if that's what you want from them yeah. if you just want to have a laugh don't yeah but if you want to have that deep connection with someone you've got to be very open and be quite brutally honest with yourself mm. as well in regards to like what do I want from yeah. life where do I want to be how am I going to get there and this is actually quite tangential but one thing I've really noticed as well with other people, which I try and constantly avoid, is when I when I ask people like, oh, well, "What do you want?" and everyone's like, "I want I want everything," mm. and it's like you can't have your cake and eat it. It's like if you want something, you've got to sacrifice something else. Yeah. So it's like, well, like I said with the, with the boxing thing, it was fifteen months of sacrificing, um, socialising, I suppose, or drinking, I suppose. Yeah. Like I did still socialise, but it was like just giving that up or, or, or giving up going home and watching shitty TV or, yeah. or, or doing this it was like you're, 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 or, or, or sleep like waking up earlier to go do my groundwork uh, road work it's just like it's you, you have to give up something and I learned that from quite a young, a young age yeah. it's like if you want something you're going to have to give something else up I appreciate that accept it and then move on because that's a decision you've made yeah. and I think that's that's a really difficult thing for other people to comprehend mm. but in my mind it's just how I've sort of been raised and how I've grown up and how I sort of deal with things mm. which is, I suppose that may be like why I have that mental fortitude because I appreciate that things don't last forever so like accept them and like have as much fun as them as you can but then also get on with it if, if that thing changes and I think people don't like change and neither do I but then also I've, I suppose I've, I've accepted it I've accepted yeah. it's part of life so yeah that kind of went on a tangent but um, the yeah, men's mental health yeah to talk about the vulnerability side of things um, yeah I, I think it's it's so important if, if that's what you want from someone else mm. or if that's how you, you, you want to present yourself then yeah you have to be you have to be yourself yeah. but then you and you have to be sincere with what you want from yourself as well which is kind of the thing I've been trying to learn over the last year is like how to be vulnerable I yeah. guess so it was it was a very difficult learning curve going from that whole like numb mm, yeah. like sort of yeah, I, I can't have feelings because I have to 
block myself up because I can't show my mum my feelings because yeah. I don't want her to get sad. Because yeah. I want to look after her. I don't, I don't, I don't want to make her sad about yeah. being sad. So it's like you kind of have to grow out of that, I suppose, mm-hmm. or just learn how to, to develop out of that. And I've managed to do that in the last year quite well, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, still needs a lot of improvement, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've, I've managed to get a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just what it's just what you want. I think sincerity is such a underutilized thing that it you you also do learn it when you're older as well. I think at the moment, at this at my point in life, like not many people my age are quite open and honest. Yeah. They all they all still think about like what, what will someone else think. Yeah, and it's like I've I've just got bored of <laughs> I just got bored of thinking like that. If I'm honest, so I was yeah. just like this is what I want. This is how I'm going to get it, and uh, if you don't like how I'm going to do it, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. It doesn't bother me because I've got enough self belief in what yeah. I'm doing to, yeah. to get it. There's no insecurities to worry about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I've got I've got insecurities. Of course, I've got insecurities. Yeah. I would love to have a better body. I'd love to eat more, like healthily, and I'd love love to be able to provide things and go to nice places and explore and all these sorts of things. And yeah, oh, yeah, of course, I've got insecurities, but I know that. The things that make me happy, I'm, yeah, so the motto I have for the Berlin Club, and I think yeah. this, every time I think I've got an insecurity, I always refer back to what I'm preaching to other people. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, 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 exactly, otherwise yeah, yeah. what's the point, right? Yeah. So you've got to practice what you preach, I guess. So it's like everything you desire is on the other side of fear. Ah, uh, yes, I love that. Cool. So I love, I love that as a quote, and it's like, go yes you can be insecure yes it's okay to be insecure but you're insecure but but do it do something about it because if you're just insecure for for something and you're never going to change it that's not healthy you can be insecure but but you that's cool but go and change it then go and change it then if you're insecure you you want something or you you don't have something so go and get something or lose something whatever whatever thing is yeah that's one Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, how do you stay connected with friends, family, and loved ones? Ooh. Um, quite. I'm quite bad at these sorts of things. So, um, my friendship group. We've known each other for about fifteen years. Oh wow. And we literally, we all went to school together. We all went through shit together. We all understand each other. So our friendship group can literally like just when we were at university was a prime example. We all dispersed across the country. Avengers. And we like, yeah. I always think about the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. And it was literally like um, we had a WhatsApp group, but like no one used it, I suppose, yeah. until like the Christmas or or, or Easter. Yeah. And we all came back and we all came back and we were just identical. Like nothing changes. Yeah. And I suppose we're so close as a friendship group that it's actually quite difficult to make other friends. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I've got my friends here, but why do I need anyone else? Yeah. And we all we all think that way, and like, yeah, yeah, we make other friends from work and from other places, and it's nice to speak to other people with a different mindset. But like, my friends have been there for me when I've had like a shit time, mm. so they're like, they we all we all and, and vice versa. So yeah. like, we all we all like all, the system ain't broke. We're all here for each other. Yeah. We always will be here for each other. So it doesn't matter if I speak to you every day, if I speak to you every year, like we're all just the same. Yeah. Um, with my mum, like at I'm living with her, so it's quite easy yeah. as opposed to stay connected. Um, on, on, yeah, I, we talk about a lot of things. Again, with her being a counsellor and me trying to like figure out the next parts of my life, mm. or like wh- who I am as a person and what I want from life, yeah. I definitely 
really appreciate what the position she's in yeah. and how she can help me mm. because she knows me as well. So it's it's just very great to sort of it's just, it's, yeah it's just great to have her counsel and her understanding of me my development yeah. as well and then be able to apply what she's learnt and into like how you can better yeah. yourself. You must have super accelerating everything. Yeah, you tapped into someone. Yeah, it's it is yeah. it is mad. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like I've done everything so quickly with yeah. my life that like. I don't know how if that makes me sound quite, I don't yeah. know what the word is, but it, it is true though. Yeah. Like, I see people my age and they're literally like, oh, I'm just, you know, getting by, I'm thinking about buying a house in Milton Keynes yeah. or doing this, of, of doing this, and they were just so demotivated. Mm. And it's like, oh, well, I've done this, 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 and it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And it's like, oh, I didn't mean to like, make you, yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah, picking yeah. myself up, it's just like, it's just how I've lived my life, yeah. like, whatever. But of course, like, with my mum, like, I'm, you, you're not, you're not, the relationship isn't perfect, you're always in every ups and downs, but like, I'm there for my mum, obviously, like, we've gone through shit, like, obviously being the only child, now being the man, man of yeah. the house, man of the house, and then obviously, like, every, just the situation with my dad as well, it's like, we're just there for each other, and I think that's, we'll always be there for each right. other, which I think is the nice thing, and then with loved ones, so, I'm, I've been terrible at relationships, okay. the thing is because I've always been quite pragmatic in the sense that, if, if I want to, like, I'm just direct, I guess, which, which works sometimes, which is great. Then also I, I appreciate for my partner on the other side, like mm. she would find it quite intense in the sense that it's all or nothing with me. Mm. Like I say that like, if I, it is, it is. I've said all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it's so true though with me, it's yeah. just like, if I, if I want to be with you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if I didn't want to be you, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So I'm here, therefore I like you. Yeah. But people like I, I and I, I've also grown up not needing much self assurance. So I've got it myself. I don't, I don't care about people saying, like, "Oh, you look nice today, Sam," or yeah. like, "Oh, that looks cool," or "Well done, you," or like, or giving me pats on the back. Of literally, it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I appreciate with other people, it's different, and I've learned that the hard way, I guess. So it's one of those things that I'm trying to get better at. I appreciate I'm not perfect at it. I'm nowhere near perfect at it. But it's something that I want to try and get better at. So that's probably a challenge, but also at the moment, so I'm single at the moment because I just don't, time management, I just, I just also, I, like I said, I'm trying to figure out what I want next from life. So I think it's unfair for me to go out with someone and be like, oh, like, how how do they know what I want if I don't know what I yeah, want? Yeah, or how can I support them if I don't if they don't yeah. if they can't connect to me yeah. on that level? So it's like I think it's just better for me to sort of figure out what I want. And I'm comfortable with that as well. It really doesn't bother me. I'm comfortable with doing things like I said by myself and just making sure that I'm happy personally. Because mm. I think when I'm happy personally, the right person will come along. Yeah. And it doesn't matter when they come along. Yeah. Because they'll turn up because it'll be the right time. Or I'll be happy and therefore I'll put myself in those opportunities. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's 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 just like one of those things. It's like sometimes I think like oh, I'll be nice to you know have a girlfriend again. But I say yeah. whatever doesn't right, bother me. Right for the right one. Yeah, exactly. yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's yeah. like I'm, I know that when I find the right one, it's yeah. going to be great. So cool. yeah, awesome. And then um, how important was it while growing up to have a male role model? Or not having one in your list. Of, what was that all like? Because thirteen. Yeah, yeah thirteen. Yeah, you know, father passed away, so. It was... Yeah, um, I think it was 
diff- difficult, I suppose, is is I, I guess a pretty obvious answer. Mm. Um, being yeah, being the only child, and then sort of being thrust into the the male, yeah. being the, the male of the house, I guess, is quite difficult. Um, also, I remember distinctly people saying that as well. It's like, oh no, the dad's not around. You've got to be the male. And I was like, obviously, it was thirteen. I was trying to figure yeah. out what being a kid is, and then yeah. now now I've got to be an adult. Like, um, it's it was quite tough and quite daunting. Like I said, that's kind of why I had these sort of like blocked out, you know, emotionless because I was like, that's I'm assuming that's what a man must be because I've got. Also, my family's quite stoic in that sense as well, so I was just like mirroring like what I developed. Yeah, my uncle and things like that. So it's it's kind of trying to. Yeah, it it was difficult, man. And the only other thing you have is like media, I suppose. So you've got to. Learn somehow to get around. Yeah, exactly. People around your resources you've got, and then you kind of build mm. around that. Like, okay, mm. this is what he does, and this is what he yeah. does. And kind of like amalgamate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't really have a lot of of male role models growing up. I guess also now I don't really have a lot of real model, role yeah, male <laughs> role models. Um, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Again, like I said, I've got no point of reference to go against it. Um, it's it's just the case of it was the the situation I was in I guess and it, yeah I, I I can see it being difficult mm. but then also it was just the, the how the cards fell for me mm. so do you feel like there's there always be part of you missing because of to an yeah extent? yeah hundred yeah. percent yeah I think so I think there's always going to be a sadness mm. there's always going to be a deep sadness with not having him around which absolutely breaks my heart yeah and. I, yeah, I obviously I would do anything to have my dad back, but the fact is that's not going to happen. So I've got to step up and basically be who he wants me to be. Yeah. Or like be like my dad was like so like he he, he like he's basically got the philosophy was like look after the people you care about okay. and do that sort of stuff. So like I know that he would want me to be that sort of stuff or do that kind of stuff mm. to the people he cares about, so like my mum and whoever else. But also at the same time, I know he would say to me, like, you've got to be your own person. So that's kind of, before, I suppose, before university, before boxing and all those sorts of things, I, I didn't really know all that moment. Again, I was growing up, how would I know yeah, all that yeah, yeah. Right? Now, so, now, now you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and now I'm sort of doing these things and I wouldn't necessarily say not caring about other people's perceptions of me, because of course you do have to have, you have to think about those things. But being happy enough to be you like I think that's such an important thing and it, it took a while for me to figure it out yeah but then also at the same time I think you, most some people go their whole life without figuring it out yeah yeah I, I say it all the time it's true, it's all true. yeah you know that and, um, deathbed and yeah exactly so it's like I'm, I'm kind of yeah I went through a lot of shit when I was younger but also at the same time it, it's made me who I am mm-hmm. some of it isn't good some of it wasn't good some of it's getting better and some of it's great but it's, it's it's just the situation, I guess, and yeah, and I'm I'm sort of like I'm, I guess I'm just accepting who I am mm. as a person now. It's like I know that I'm always going to be direct. So if there's a certain situation, I can be direct. I'll be as direct as I can. But then I also know it's really in if I'm talking to someone that has like anxiety or something like yeah. that. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's. It's a difficult one, yeah. Growing up without a, a, a male role model, it's like I've, I've, my friends, none, none of them have sort of gone for the same sort of thing. Mm. Like none of them, and uh, I, I don't know. It's like I think they've all got like stable relationships with their father, and yeah, yeah, 
they're, they're still my boys. They're still they're, they're still the same as me. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a strange one. It's a strange question. Yeah. Okay, appreciate. It. Also, yeah. So no apologies. Yeah, I can't. No, 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 no. Yeah. Perfect. Um, what is your Biggest learn in building relationships, would you say? Communication. Yeah. I wasn't very good at communication in the last couple of relationships, I guess. Because again, it was that whole being stoic and being the man yeah. sort of thing. Um, now I've learned that, like, being honest, and we, you made this point about yeah. being vulnerable to yeah. people. I thought being vulnerable was, was a weakness when yeah. I was younger. It's like, it's not. It's, it's, being, yeah, it's being that strength. It's, it's, it's having that force to say, yeah, I'm scared. Mm. But then also, I'm, but but that's that's the way that's why I kind of like the way my mind works. Mm. I'm not saying it's different, I'm not saying it's better, I'm not saying it's worse. It's just the way my mind works. Is that like yeah I, yeah I am scared, but I'm going to push through that fear and I'm going to get what I want. Mm. And I, I like the fact that I can do that. And I think that's there, there's a vulnerability to it, but then there's also a self security to it as well. And I think that just finding the right balance between those two things is perfect. But yeah, I'd say it's also very difficult for me to put my point across when I'm thinking like that as well. Yeah. Because if someone has not had like, like I said, got loads of cancelling for my mum, so it's like I can articulate in those ways. She knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. But if I'm talking to someone that isn't a trained counsellor, yeah, yeah, they don't have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So me saying all of this to them. When they've got their own insecurities, they, they interpret it in different ways. So it's 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 very difficult to to sort of find the find the balance. But I guess just be yeah, I've learned to just be honest mm. with myself now. Just be completely honest and just just yeah, just be yeah, just yeah. Commun- just try and communicate. Just try and communicate as much as I can about what I'm feeling or why I'm feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is and that's the scary thing as well, like because you go, oh no, this is going to like probably incite an argument or like reading something about yeah. myself. But I suppose at the end of the day, if it makes the relationship stronger and it makes things better in the long term, then I guess you have to take that short term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't be yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, um, what is your vision in terms of your business or career in the next five years? Ooh, wow. Where's Sam? Oh, mate. <laughs> it's a tough one. Um, I guess I just. I'm happy, honestly. Yeah. Like I think what I'm doing with the Berlin Club is it makes me happy. Yeah. So for the foreseeable future, I want to do that because, like I said, it makes me happy. I get to speak to so many cool people. Um, Sounds amazing. Uh, uh, and just l- learn as well, get these different insights into life. And I think that's such a fascinating thing. So I want to keep that up. Again, in five years, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But, but like I said, I just want to be happy in five years. And if I'm, if that's still making me happy in five years, I'll, be, I'll still be doing that. Um, what else? Um, my day job, I really like my day job. It's it's so cool. Um, like I, yeah, and then I suppose the same sort of thing applies in that sense as well. Like if if that's still making me happy in five years, then I'll do that. Um, like I said, graphic design, I really love creating things and building things, and like finding solutions to problems that necessarily wouldn't have something quantifiable attached to them so I like problem solving in those sorts of senses and just self-expression and yeah I'll just stick with my original point I just want to be happy and it it doesn't bother me what that is 
what that looks like. As long as I'm happy doing it, then that's what I'll be doing. Could be open to opportunities. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And what does financial freedom look like to you? And then I attach another question. Oh, go on. Answer that one first. You're financial lit up there. freedom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know, actually. I guess it's kind of... I've never really been... Well, I have been financially free. But you always want more money, don't you, I suppose? I guess financial freedom for me is secure... Me being secure in the knowledge... I don't have a specific number in mind here. Yeah. But like being secure in the knowledge that um, I can provide the people I care about with yeah. the things they need. And that's basically that's the bottom line of it. Yeah. That was well. yeah. And then, um, if money was not object, what would you love to do? Oh, this is a great question. Um, <laughs> what would I love to do? Coach, I would um, go to. I would start. I wouldn't start my own boxing gym, but I would coach oh. at a boxing gym. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that is literally what that I would do. Why not? Because I, I like the idea, so I've done a bit of coaching with the kids at our club before and I love the idea, actually I'll do that half the time, I'll do it part time, and um, the other half I'll do something that makes me happy like the Berlin Club, yeah. but I will stick with the boxing club thread. Um, yeah, it's like, it's so nice because you have all these kids that come in and they don't have like self-esteem, or they're, they're bullied at school, or, or, or they just, like I said, they just, they just don't yeah. believe in themselves. And then you take them on the pads, or you see them on the pads or something, and they, they like, they hit like this thing and the sound comes across and they can feel the power that they press into it and they can hear it and you can see the reactions and then you literally just for a second see their eyes go like oh my god and it's almost that moment of like self-belief it's like almost not the first time they felt it but it's like they they feel that they for that like second they feel indestructible and I think that's such a cool thing yeah so like I I love the idea of being able to provide that for other people Mm. I think just on a, on a selfish level, it's maybe, it just gives me a lot of satisfaction to helping people, but then if I'm helping other people, it's not selfish, right? So that's my justification. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I just love that, that glimpse of hope that these yeah. people have, because they, they literally, like I said, they, the amount of like, stories you hear from that gym, it's just like, yeah, they, they just don't have self-belief, or they're bullied, so their dad takes them to the boxing gym, and it's like, yeah, no, it's it's such a nice, rewarding feeling to see that happen to someone. I think. Yeah, so I so I would I would do that for someone. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Give them the same opportunities that like I yeah, walked into the gym with. I guess. So yeah. Gotcha. So very personal. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Do it also be paying it forwards. I guess. Yeah. Well, paying money. Yeah. Um, three more last questions. <laughs> okay. Who is your biggest inspiration and why? Oh well, my dad will definitely be my biggest inspiration. So. I think, yeah, like we were saying this earlier, it's like, yeah, I know, I know he would want me to look after people I care about, but he also wants me to be my own man, yeah. I guess. So that's kind of the, always the inspiration I have. And with Kilimanjaro, obviously that was in his yeah. memory, and obviously going up to the summit and achieving that, and almost having that epiphany of like life's too short, I'm going to do what I want. That all stems from the reason why I went up there in the first place. So I suppose, yeah, my dad would definitely be my biggest inspiration. And then, uh, what does the word empowerment mean to you? Self-belief, I think. Being able to gain, take courage or, fi- or find inspiration from within, I guess, or from maybe from other people, mm. I, th- I suppose, as well. But I, I, would, I think empowerment is all about taking information or taking a concept or a feeling or, or something else and putting that in 
in a positive way into yourself and, and growing off the back of it. Ooh, I like it. And then, uh, if you could give one message to all men out there, what would it be and why? Is there one thing? Wow. Um, trust yourself, I think. Be honest with yourself. Because if you're not honest with yourself, no one else is going to be honest with you. Like it. And then, how can this platform help you? So, anything you want to promote, say? Yes, I know it's a bit of a shame. Where to meet you, yeah, how to follow you, yeah. how to find out more about you. <laughs> Perfect. So, <laughs> should we talk about the Berlin Club for a yeah. bit? So, yeah, just any follows on that or any engagement in that would be awesome. So, we've only got an Instagram page at the moment um, at the Berlin Club, all one word, all in case. Um, so, yeah, just follow that. Thank you for listening to today's show. And if you enjoyed today's show, please consider heading over to iTunes and giving it a five-star rating. I'd really appreciate that feedback and also the support. Let's catch you guys in the next episode.